Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus There are some intangibles that those projections failed to take into consideration. The crowd was going crazy. There's not much in life that's better than that. You're listening to Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys on the 95.7 The Game Podcast Network. Hello there. Welcome back to the Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys Podcast. Sam Lubman here, as always, with Joe the Butcher Boy Shatsky. Episode 67 of the podcast, Shasky, did you know that from 1998 to 2006, Barry Bonds posted a war of 67.6 over that time? Why do I bring up this random Barry Bonds stat? Because it's Barry Bonds' birthday today. Happy 59th birthday to Barry Lamar Bonds, the greatest, purest Giants hitter there ever was. 20 years ago today, he had one of the greatest games ever where he threw a guy out at home plate and hit a home run to win the game. Yeah, do you remember uh, who that pitcher was who he hit that home run off against? No. Was it against the Diamondbacks? It was. It was against the noted Bonds nemesis, Mike Myers. Mike was, Myers. You remember him? He was the guy who the Diamondbacks always had. It's like their secret weapon to Barry Bonds. You know, like whenever Bonds would come up, got to go to Mike Myers, which, of course, That's I always so loved funny. that his name was Mike Myers, too. Because, yeah, you know, you Yeah, that's great. Then Bonds would come in and it just always just launch one off him. Like, really? That's your secret Barry Bonds weapon is the guy who gives up a home run to Barry Bonds. Whoa, that's a great weapon. Um, but then remember, yeah, I think it was, it was Craig Council. I think he threw out at the plate right before there and then takes one pitch from Mike Myers and launches it into the sea. It's just textbook Barry Bonds carrying the team. Uh, you know, what's not carrying the team right now. Shasky, the Giants offense. Mm. It has been just such a slog. And that's kind of what I get into here in this first segment here is. This road trip the Giants were just on 
it was supposed to kind of be like the what you do on this road trip will determine what the Giants do at the All-Star break. You know, you always hear the, the, the phrase you have like the team has to show that it is worth upgrading at the All-Star break. After this road trip, I think this could not have been a worse road trip for the Giants in terms of answering the question, does this team deserve to be upgraded at the trading deadline right now? After this was now been a five and six road trip that got off to such a promising start. You answer that question. Does this look like a team that deserves to be upgraded at the trade deadline? In the month of July, they're hitting as a team 204 right now. Uh, They're not scoring runs. They're not getting on base. They're not getting contributions from the starting pitching. And it feels like they're getting exposed. The injury to um, Tyro Estrada has really caught up to them. I think that the Mike Estremski month of July has been horrible. I think three for 44 or something close to that. Um, You know, Wilmer Flores has been swinging a red hot bat, but that's about it. I mean, right now, you know, if Matos sees five or six pitches and draws a walk, that's a great at bat for this Giants lineup. Like that's, that's how low the the bar is right now. Yeah. It's, it's just so frustrating. Cause yeah, if you get off that five and zero start in that road trip, uh, sweeping the pirates in Pittsburgh, which, you know, that's been kind of a tough place for the giants to play the last few years going into Pittsburgh, especially in the middle of the summer. That's never fun going to Cincinnati is always tough. And you just, it, they were rolling so hot right there and you felt really good seeing them come crashing down. You almost kind of wish, what if it was the other way around? What if they lost the first five and then won the next six? Maybe is it a little bit of recency bias? Just seeing that the fact that they've just, we're seeing a six game losing streak right on the heels of that five game winning streak. Does that kind of influence just kind of where we're feeling with the giants right now? Well, of course, but I think we're being honest. I mean, we're not, we're not being honest with ourselves if we didn't have skepticism throughout a 10 game winning streak. I mean, they had won six of those 10 games or 11 games in the eighth inning or later. You know what I mean? Like that, that, that is really not, not the model for sustainability. No, it's not. And this, I know this is where you just get into this really difficult conversation. It's kind of what moves you need to make now. First off, I'm I'm not going to totally freak out about the offense right now. I mean, teams are going to go through hot and cold spells throughout the season. Uh, Gabe Kapler mentioned after the game uh, yesterday, uh, we're recording this on Monday. You'll probably be listening to it on Tuesday. So this is on Sunday after the loss to the Nationals, where Kapler kind of talked about how, you know, we've had some kind of bad luck. The, the balls in play is the worst in the league over the last month. The batting average on balls in play. And, you know, BABIP is kind of one of my favorites kind of, you know, metrics to look at in terms of, you know, it, how predictive it can mm-hmm. theoretically be. I'm going to throw all these kind of, you know, quantifiers on there to give myself some wiggle room. But basically the way BABIP works, quick summation of that is the average BABIP in baseball is batting average on balls in play is 300. That's where everything usually normalizes out to over a large enough sample size. The Giants since June 24th, have a 250 uh, batting average on balls in play, which is by far the worst in baseball. I think the Mets are up there, the Rays are up there, or, or down there, however you want to put it. Uh, the A's and Braves are also in that. So the Giants, they're keeping some good company and the A's in terms of this slumping regarding the batting average of balls in play. For the season, however, the Giants are hitting an even 300 on batting average on balls in play. So for the most part, the Giants offense is just kind of doing what you expect it to do which is just they're just enough to suggest that they're not over they're not kind of overachieving offensively they're not underachieving offensively overall for the entirety of the season they've been about a normal offense so when you see them over the last month hitting so poorly on batting average on balls in play that does give me a belief that the offense will eventually right the ship so as far as like yeah it sucks they're not scoring runs in Washington and in Detroit today 
They do have the A's coming into town. They are returning back home. That familiarity could kind of help re kind of get the offense back on track. I don't know if you're feeling as comfortable or as confident in the offense bouncing back as I am, Shasky. One thing I am not confident in right now is the starting pitching after Logan Webb and Alex Cobb. Uh, let's go to the hitting first. Yeah, I'm not as confident as you are that the hitting's going to continue. Um, I mean, you got a lot of young guys that have never played this long, this deep against this many big leaguers at any point in their career. You've seen Patrick Bailey's batting average dip, dip, dip. Uh, mm-hmm. You're seeing Casey Schmidt in a deep abyss. Uh, I referenced Yastrzemski. He's in a deep abyss. Lamont Wade Jr. has not been good as of late. Last 15 games, batting under 190. Um, Matos has never played this long. He's 21, right? J.D. Davis, batting average was near 300. Now it's all the way down um, closer to the you know uh, 260 range. I think that these guys are all regressing back to the back of their baseball card, Sam. I mean, that's, that's the reality. And then I look at the pitching staff. And the pitching staff has two guys that are reliable, at least as the starters, and six guys who stink. Manaya stinks. Tripling stinks. Yeah. No, there really Tripling is no stinks. Judas yeah. stinks. No, there really is no good way to to really spin this. I mean, look at I kind of tried little, earlier this weekend. Yeah, I kind of do a deep dive. You know, which of these starters kind of has something that you could mm-hmm. point at and be like, oh, maybe there's something there. If I had a gun to my head, I had to pick a pitcher who I think could maybe get it together the rest of the way. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. I don't know. Can I give an answer without you laughing at me? I, Ross Stripling might be your best bet. And I mean, he just got tattooed by the Tigers today. Like, and this is where you the lost Aussie, series to the Royals, this, to the Tigers. To, I mean, oh my, to the Pirates. Like, if you lose <laughs> to the A's, I, I, the Nats, if you lose to the A's this week, I can't take you serious, Sam. I know that you no. keep telling me they are, they could, they will be a playoff team. And I hear that. This feels like an NBA version of a 7, 8, 9, 10 seed. Right, like this feels They're playing to me. Almost this does not that, feel legitimate. Well, okay, you say it, it. There's a difference between kind of being that play-in team versus kind of like in the NBA. Always talk about that purgatory where it's like if you're in like that, you know, seven to eleven range mm-hmm. where you're 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 not good enough to have a legitimate playoff seed, but you're not bad enough to have a good draft slot. I don't. I don't know. Would you say the Giants are kind of in that purgatory area yes. right now? Yes. Like right now. Like who's the guy you're like potential All Star? If he plays up to his to, to where he should be, I don't think they have that guy on the team right offensively. I'm talking about offensively. Yeah. Like if you want to make the pitching staff correlation, fine. Doval has been an all star this year. Like where would they be if Doval wasn't an all star? Where would they be if Logan Webb wasn't borderline ish? Where would they be if Cobb wasn't an all star? They'd be screwed. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could say that. I mean, if any team without their good players would be screwed, but no, it's you need, but they have less more. good players than others. I they think really that's do. Where I'm and going. that is, and I think part of it is I think some guys just need to get it together. Um, I think JD Davis is better than how he's hitting right now. I think Lamont Wade Jr. is not a 190 hitter. I do expect more out of Patrick Bailey, though, at the same time, he is the rookie and there's a lot being put on him. I would like to see a lot more from Luis. There's just guys have to give more. I think this is where it kind of gets onto Gabe Kapler and their coaching staff. You got to figure a way to get these guys out of these funks. I know that's easier said than done. And I'm not really sure what that magical formula is, but I'll be honest right now, you know, coming into this season, the expectations were I said this on the morning rose this morning, just make me feel better about the team at the end of 2024, at the end of 2023 that I did the beginning, the bar was set relatively low for that. And 
maybe a month ago, I would have been like, you know what? I like this development you're seeing from the young guys. Let's keep going with that. I feel good. At this point, you've been teasing me enough with this playoff positioning with the Giants where they've been all year. I need to see a playoff run. Try and go for it. We can get into that in a second when we talk about potential trade ideas. At this point, though, I think my expectation for the Giants, and I need to see a playoff appearance. And if I don't see a playoff appearance this year, then don't ask me about an extension. But what does that do? Like, honest, honest to God. Okay, you make the playoffs. Well, what does that mean for next year? I think, well, let's say if you're a free agent hitter, maybe you do a little bit of pitching on the side, and you want to join a team on the West Coast that is trying to win baseball games. You know, one team comes to you with this big old sack of money. This other team comes to you with this big old sack of money. But one of those teams with a big old sack of money didn't, you know, make the playoffs that year. Sam, Are you, Sam, is that the player? I want a bat. I want a bat in the lineup where Wilmer Flores isn't the number four hitter, isn't oh, the number three hitter. Too. No, I, I want like, a bat in the lineup that puts Wilmer Flores on the bench. But my point is, I think if you're making, if you're a playoff team, I think that just overall looks better. Like, how how does a playoff appearance set the Giants back? I guess let's 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 flip because this there's back here here here's how if you're relying on Wilmer Flores to carry you through the dog days of the summer, like that's that's an indictment on who you are, right? Like I'm I'm being real. Like I like Conforto. He has a great year. They make the playoffs. He's gone, right? Mm-hmm. Mitch Haniger hasn't even played this year. He's played like five seconds. And they're well, stuck think, with Haniger. Well, Conforto still has a good year, but the Giants don't make the playoffs. Do you think he's coming back? Conforto's probably gone regardless. He's probably gone regardless, and then we'll get to that in a second a little bit too. But no, but like I, I just don't know what's sustainable. Like that's this is the same. I, I feel like we're going back to 2021 again, where it's like, great, you put together a piecemeal duct tape team, and then I look at next year and you have to duct tape it back again together. Like, can I get some pillars so that I, I can, you know, have a foundation that's poured, and then I can actually remodel the kitchen and remodel the bathroom? Right now, you're just putting new drapes in a crummy yeah. living room every year. Well, that- then let me take another angle then with, with that then. You say, you know, I want a foundation. Well, you got a lot of rookies on this team right now. You got on any given night, you can have four to five, sometimes six rookies on the field for the Giants on any given night. Yeah, but Brett I do Wisely, I don't consider a real rookie. Like, come on. Brett okay, Wisely's not a real rookie. I'm not, what do you want to classify? It's, it's, we're talking about, Matt, Walker. we're talking about Bailey and we're talking about Schmidt. That's three guys. Yeah. And Schmidt, I'm iffy on at this point, as high Schmidt as I've been on, on him. My point about three guys. trying to get, my point that I want to get, though, is that when you have a roster with so many young guys, I don't care if you get knocked out in the first round. Give these young guys some playoff yeah, action. Let, the, let Patrick Bailey take the field with that playoff spike there on the sideline. Give them a chance to say, hey, I know what playoff baseball is like. Like, you know, this is like the, the, the Sacramento Kings this past year. They get to the playoffs. It was a great moment. They snapped that streak. For that young team to get that taste of playoff experience, it was huge for them. They got knocked out in the first round by the Warriors. That stunk for them. But they're feeling like, now I got that taste. Now I want more. I want Patrick Bailey. I want Casey Schmidt. I want Ryan Walker to get that taste of postseason baseball. And I want them to come away dissatisfied. Saying, no, you know, I think that's a great I'm point. I'm glad we got there. I want more. No, so that's, that's kind of why I want a playoff appearance. Just get there. And honestly, at the same time, like, Making the playoffs should never be a bad thing. We've no, had I'm not saying it's a bad thing. No, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. But like using your analogy with the Kings, which I actually think is a really good point. Like, do I want Bailey and Matos to get that experience? Absolutely. But in this analogy, you need a De'Aaron Fox. Mm-hmm. And they don't have a De'Aaron Fox, right? Really, it's they've got a, a bunch analogy. of – no. They got a bunch of Malik monks. They got a bunch of like hired mercenaries off the bench that they're relying on as their dudes. Like, and I like them. Oh, Malik monk. You can't have a team filled with Malik monks, I guess is where I'm going. 
Well, I've, I've, we're going to compare baseball teams to, to basketball teams here, which is not the It's greatest. a fool's errand. It is. It is. But you know what this kind of reminds me of is the uh, what year is it? The 2019 Clippers that the Warriors played in the first round. That team was basically a supporting cast that needed a star. What are the Giants right now? A supporting cast okay. that needs a star. Okay. And you look at that Clippers team. Yeah, they, they stole a couple games against the Warriors, mainly because I think why is not important. But that's kind of what I see the Giants as. And that's why I think a playoff appearance is helpful. You want to showcase right. to other guys around the league that, you know what, are we a perfect finished product right now? No, I do not think the Giants are a finished product. I think they're still a ways away from being a finished product. But in order to become a finished product, you need to take a st- you need to take steps towards yes. that finish line. I agree. And with if that. you give me four missed playoff appearances in five years, at that point, I'm throwing my hands up in the air and saying, "What's the vision? Why aren't we crushing Farhan more? Where does that sound familiar?" And I don't want to do that. I think if you make the playoffs this year, it it cools the fervor around Farhan, and it just gives you like. It's cooler to say you made the playoffs than to not make the playoffs at the end of the day. Like, uh, last and, year, here's a good example. Last year, they did not make the playoffs, but they finished 81 and 81. Does anyone give a rip? No, not really. I mean, you had the f- strong September to give us a nice little snuggly feeling to go into the long winter. But you know what? A playoff appearance is going to feel a lot better Name than a one hot one positive story. I know. I'm glad you brought us up. Name one positive story from the final month of last year that translated to this year. VR was the hot story. VR, VR was the hot story. Awesome. JD stinks. Davis, we saw him kind of come on that okay. last month. And okay. And I like what I'm seeing from JD Davis. Okay. And no, it's not just because he came on this podcast. All right. I genuinely do like what I'm seeing from JD Davis. Is he a centerpiece of the lineup? No. He is the Lou Williams to the eventual seventh. He is the Lou, he is the Lou Williams to the eventual Kawhi Leonard that the Giants will you hopefully be Kawhi. bringing in. Well, that you got to get the Kawhi. That is the big deal. 